Hello, this is the Body and Soul podcast called Healthy-ish and I am Felicity Harley. Today I am chatting to a gold digger. Literally. Tyler Mahoney is star of the Discovery Channel's Gold Rush and has written a memoir about making it as a young woman in the male-dominated world of gold mining, all while struggling with the mental health challenge of bipolar. Actually, did you know this, that bipolar affects one in every 50 Australians every year? And she's going to talk to us today about navigating life with it. Now, as you know, we keep our Healthy Ish episodes quite short. So if you want to hear my full chat where Tyler opens up about healing from disordered eating, just search for Extra Healthy Ish wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Healthy Ish. Thank you for joining us from Kalgoorlie. I have to say, I have not had a guest from up that way in the whole two years I've been hosting this podcast. So welcome. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Hopefully, I do Kalgoorlie proud. Represent oh, the town. Oh, you already, you already have. When I um, when I delved into your book, now let's talk about well, gold digging. What does a professional gold digger do exactly? I know it's pretty crazy. It's probably not as exciting as the normal gold digging people hear about, but literally just for a living, I find gold in the ground. So um, I've done it pretty much all my life. Um, I'm fourth generation and we're alluvial miners. So we use things like dry blowers and loaders and diggers and metal detectors to find gold nuggets out in the bush. So there still are gold nuggets out there. You still will find something, right? Definitely. I will. It is getting much harder. Um, they're not laying on top of the ground like they used to be in the good old days, but um, they're still out there and we're still finding them. There we go. Let's talk about living with your, well, I don't, how did, not mental health illness, we should, mental health challenges, I think is a better way to, to say it. Growing up and living with bipolar, can you give us a bit of an insight into perhaps your early warning signs around this? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's been such a journey. I think There was definitely warning signs and there was definitely symptoms um, that started to evolve in my late teens, early 20s, but we we never really pinpointed it as bipolar until I was diagnosed. And um, when the diagnosis happened, everyone kind of went, oh, okay, that made sense. But when it was happening, it was never like, in your face, she has bipolar. So it took a very long time for me to get diagnosed and... um, yeah, when it, when it did happen, it was kind of a big weight off everyone's shoulders, I think. Do you So talk us through some of those warning signs when you were in your teens and, and 20s and, you know, and when did you notice that you, I, I suppose, dealt with things differently to the norm or, you know, with I don't like calling it a little bit different. I just like... No, it is. Don't worry. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> no, I know, but like, it's kind of different from the norm, like not fitting in the structural constraints yeah. of our society. Oh, well, exactly. I just um, handle emotions differently. My body regulates emotions differently. But that was probably the biggest thing. Like um, I would just have huge lows and then um, huge highs. And when I was a bit younger, the highs weren't as, um, they weren't as bad as they probably got when I got a little bit older. But also things like um, really like bad anger issues. I couldn't control or regulate anger very well. Um and then when the highs would come, it'd be things like spending patterns, um, making reckless decisions. I really had a hard time trying to um, understand consequences when I was in the highs. So to me, like tomorrow didn't exist at all. And that was probably one of the things that had the most negative impact. 
Um, and then when the downs came, it would be, you know, like just depression, really struggling with depression. And, um, yeah, just a mixture of those two. I think if we had all been a little bit more educated on bipolar, we would have picked up on it. Um, but, yeah, until the diagnosis happened, we didn't really see it as that. Do you feel validated now or were you validated when you were given that diagnosis? Was it a bit of a weight off your shoulders thinking, oh, wow, now I kind of know why I act and behave the way I do? Oh, my God, yes. It was the biggest weight off my shoulders. As soon as, like, it was said, I was like, thank God, because before that I just thought I couldn't regulate emotions like a normal person. And I also thought I just couldn't deal with life stresses like a normal person because when it was happening, when when I was kind of in the deep of it all, I was living in Melbourne away from home and I was having a lot of money struggles. I was quite young and, um, you know, it was a bit of a whirlwind experience and I just thought I wasn't capable of dealing with it like a normal person would. And I just thought I just like, I don't know, grew up not being able to handle stress. So when, um, yeah, they said bipolar, I was like, oh my God, there's a reason I am like the way I am. So it was definitely a huge relief. How do you manage it today? And, you know, you've got a career, you've got your career in gold digging. I love that term, by the way, gold digging. (laughs) (laughs) And TV and life. How do you manage this and your mental health? How do you, you know, stay on a bit more of an even keel with emotional regulation and the like? Well, it's such a journey. I'm still so young and I'm still kind of figuring that out. Um, The more time that goes by, the more I learn about it. I think for me, I'm really lucky now that I've done a lot of therapy. I'm on medication. Um, I'm very privileged that I have a lot of support around me and I can kind of pick up on the triggers now. So I'm very aware of what makes me feel bad and what will send me down that path and then what won't. Um, And I can also pick up on when they're starting, the symptoms are starting to get a bit worse. And my friends are really good at it as well. And my family's really good at it. So things like me becoming quite snappy, um, not sleeping or sleeping way too much. Um, yeah, things like that. It's, I can kind of go, okay, something's not quite right now. Let's try and reassess what I'm doing. And uh, my friends will be like, okay, what is going on? And it's really good that I'm at a point now where I will listen to them Because one thing a lot of people with bipolar struggle with is um, when you're in the ups and the downs, other people can recognise it, but you really struggle to. So that um, is a really hard thing to navigate. But um, now I'm kind of at a point where if I know the people that love me are saying, hey, something's not right, I can step back and listen to them. You mentioned your friends a lot and I think, you know, it's fantastic that now we're talking more openly about these kind of mental health challenges. What about if we think a friend is suffering from a, you know, whether it be bipolar or something similar, what can we do to support our friend, even if they haven't got a diagnosis as yet? Yeah, it's such an important conversation and such an important question. It is really hard though, because if my friends um, three years ago had approached me and said, something's not right, um, I was at a point in my life where I didn't want to listen and I didn't want to recognize it. So the best thing they could have done and the best thing they did do was just kind of, um, be like, okay, and just hold my hand through it and show me lots of love. And like I was doing lots of different things back then that um, like I definitely wasn't proud of and definitely would have pushed a lot of people away. But instead of them like um, judging me or cancelling me or like going, we're done with Tyler, they just stood in the background and just waited for me. Um, Sorry, I'm getting a bit emotional. No, so (laughs) am I. I'm like, oh, my God, your friends are the best. No. Oh my God, that's so amazing. Hang on, let me get right. myself together. You know what? I, it, it, isn't it like you're making me cry now? It's so lovely <laughs> when we talk about struggles and then we talk about them and then we realize how important our friends are 
around uh, <laughs> you make me cry because I'm thinking about my friends around Sorry. us or <laughs> I know I know I'm so lucky and same with my family they just um kind of recognized that this wasn't me and just kind of stood in the background and held my hand and um encouraged me to you know not go out and nights drinking and encouraged therapy but um like the saying goes like you can take a horse to water and but you can't make him drink and I definitely wasn't ready to drink yet so um I was just lucky they stood by me through the hard times and it is so hard I had a relationship for a really long time where um my partner struggled with mental health and refused any type of help so I know what it's like to be on the other side of the coin and that is like Oh, I wouldn't wish that upon anyone. It's really hard to love someone who's struggling and refusing help. Um, so I think it would be really important as well for those people who do love someone who's struggling to um, look after themselves and make sure their cup is always filled and um, always just remind yourself that it's not your fault. Yeah, absolutely. Tyler, congratulations and well done on spreading this important message. And, oh, my God, power to your friends. Thanks for coming on Healthy-ish. Oh, no, thank you so much for having me. If you're interested in more from Tyler, her book is called Gold Digger and it is out now. If this did trigger anything from you, make sure you call Lifeline 131114. Their lines are open 24 hours a day. If you do want more from Tyler, she's up on Extra Healthy-ish. You can jump online, bodyandsoul.com.au. We have loads of great advice about nutrition and health and wellness or you can join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook or TikTok. If you have a moment, we would also love for you to rate, review and subscribe to this podcast or share it with a friend. And until next time you listen, stay healthy-ish, of course. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winder? <laughs> <laughs> Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. <laughs> Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from. Listener.